0: Welcome to Line Noise a podcast about electronic music. I'm Philip Sherburn.
1: and I'm Ben Cardew. And uh, this week we have uh, exited Line Noise's studio complex. Um, we've come to the Sonar offices.
0: We're here with Enrique Palau, uh, one of the co-founders of Sonar and one of the heads of the organization. Um, we're a few weeks out before the festival itself. Uh, how, how long do we have? Yeah,
2: two? we're only three weeks.
0: Three weeks out?
2: Less than three weeks, yeah.
0: And um, yeah, and we're sitting down here with him today to, uh, to, to talk a little bit about, about the festival. Um, I see the office is buzzing, but it doesn't look too chaotic in here. It actually looks a lot calmer <laughs> than I had expected. How, how are you feeling at this point?
2: Well, we expand a little bit. We we have another room that you cannot see. There's another 10 people working there. So it's, uh, it's this industrial building in uh, in in Poblano in Barcelona, and we have the heads the heads of every de, you know department are here with us for the for the entire period of the year. And then the teams are coming, and someone is already you know working from outside of the office. But yeah, it's really. Quite busy, quite busy day. So my, my team of booking is not in the office because they are meeting somewhere else because they are putting together all the, all the data they are having coming from from the artists uh, that, of course, they never give you the, the flight details and these things until the very last minute. So it's a bit of a... All the logistics. <laughs> it's, <a laughs> it's always complicated. But, yeah, everything, it's getting together, getting great for the festival. How big <clears throat>
0: is your staff at this point?
2: Uh, we must be more than thirty people at the office at the moment. Is that yeah. year round or just during the during the festival? It's just itself? during the festival. We are fifteen people all over the year working on the festival, working on the different festivals we do uh, all over in South America, Scandinavia. Uh, starting a new couple of new places for next year, uh, and also involved in many projects. We do uh, Sonor Plus D with some events related with Sonor Plus D during the year too. So. I was interested um, Sonar started
1: in 1994 um, it's now your 23rd edition this year what changes have you seen in electronic music over the years
2: many changes I would say <clears throat> I think I mean artistically electronic music has been uh, merged and and uh, influencing and being influenced by, by everything uh, in a way I mean Electronic music has influenced uh, pop music in in different moments i mean Madonna Madonna got very electronic then he came back to some of the things and so it's 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 always an ongoing uh, cycle and and electronic has been influenced by everything since jazz to to being merged and mixed with with classical music uh, and electronica has been just um, uh, I think living sort of a very happy two decades where technology has made an explosion and technology has become available for everyone. I mean, we, if you're talking about 23 years ago, there was no laptops. Uh, computers uh, had a, were very expensive. Uh, internet didn't exist. It was just a data, uh, you know... Uh, uh testing testing process in our couple of first uh, you know editions of the of the festival uh so it's true it was truly difficult sometimes and expensive to do the music you know a computer would cost not less than 3 3 or 4000 euros uh that was a lot of money 2023 20, years ago for for a kit uh so now everyone can do a lot of much more things in, in the computers that everyone has at home, but also with the mobile phones, with everything. A lot of things were much more complex, not only making music, but also releasing this music and, and, and sort of telling the world that you were doing this music was quite difficult. Uh, with these 23 years, we have experienced everything until now from MySpace appearing and disappearing, to Clouds and everything. Uh, and I would say that, in general, the way of making... Pre- the, the the creative... The approach of people want someone that is creative to make something, like music, film, or uh, or th- both things together. And explaining this to the world and, 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 and sort of distributing this music, it's been an amazing change for the good, I would say. Uh, so, a lot of... Uh, and we, we have tried to... Show all these different moments in the, in in all this in all this time, and we've been just trying to show all these moments through the voice of the artist. We we've never been just a technological showcase. We've been always, uh, uh, you know, a festival devoted to what what artists do with technology.
0: We we asked you about electronic music, but maybe that 's a little imprecise because sonar doesn 't build itself as an electronic music festival. sonar has always built itself as an advanced music festival um, which seems kind of prescient at this point because electronic music has kind of come to as you as you mentioned it 's come to encompass so many different things i mean a com- electronic music doesn 't really mean any one thing um, when what inspired you to 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 use advanced music instead of Electronic music in the beginning. I mean, what were your thoughts there? Did you see? Did you have an idea of kind of where electronic music was going?
2: Well, basically, I think that uh, for us, the name naming what we wanted to do, advanced music, was more uh, more precise on the idea that an artist can be advanced, it can be you know, can be challenging of what what he wants to do. By creating an instrument, by by using this instrument on a, on a, on a certain way, and uh, technology is is always connected with this. But being uh, named only an electronic music festival would mean just music made 100% by electronics. That it was not precise. I think we have experience. Very creative moments. From uh, uh, I mean, Matthew Herbert taking a taking a jazz big band and converting this jazz big band into into one one of the sections of his his music made out of computers. It's it's an example. Uh, there would be a lot of other examples. Uh, I think between it's an electronic artist or it's an advanced artist. For me, it's an advanced artist. It's someone that has taken, I take the electronics because it's something for him natural on. on ...on the period he's been uh, creating this music... ...but the way he has using using... Uh, ...either, same for Scarpuccia... ...people that have created their own servers and hours to, to make this music... ...so uh, it's just, uh, for me, creative people... ...the same thing that Paco de Lucia took a uh, Spanish guitar... ...and the way he positioned the guitar on his body and, and, played, and played... ...was uh, completely a scandal for the flamenco, you know, traditional... ...and he made this music move ahead... Uh, it's the same out there with the with, uh, with the artists we 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 bring to the festival and and sometimes can be always electronic connected but this we have we've been bringing people doing very challenging and interesting things with just his voice I mean if we are presenting James Blake or uh, Anani this year it's because this people has been really doing something new uh, combining you know his voice with uh, with music made on, uh, on electronics so. That was a bit of the, the idea of uh, the name of advanced music. Um, I'm interested in that, um, to pick up on that slightly,
1: um, because this year, um, for example, there's New Order playing, um, there's John Grant playing, um, two acts I, I really love. But I'm kind of interested just how rock you would go with a, with a sort of sonar headliner. I mean, if you, if you thought like a sort of rock band... Um, with, with no connection to electronics really was was doing really advanced innovative music, would you be tempted to book them as a headliner or is it, do you tend to think that they, they need some kind of electronic connection
2: well at least what we what we like is when when someone is doing something uh, challenging, challenging for his own career we we have had uh, Yola Tango, for example, uh, but not as a, as a as a regular show. They were doing live the soundtrack for Jean-Pierre Levy movies, black and white movies made, uh, you know, back in the 60s. I remember. So it was actually a cinematic experience where they they were performing live these these soundtrack. We have had uh, going to the other, you know, to the to the other extreme of the picture. We have had Sano. Uh, you know um our very good friend uh, <clears throat> O'Malley music made out, out of guitars but the sense or the meaning of this music the way that that is known it's completely connected with with noise music made out of electronics so we could really think on on Mesbo and Sano and and they will be much more connected than Sano with any other rock band in the world we have at Sonic Youth uh you know doing this very special project uh uh when we when we, we change the <clears throat> the century to the new to the new century with very special guests like Peter Reiberg, Peter from Migo. This this combination we have had um Mogway again performing. Probably is another example that is could be it's 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 more of a soundtrack sort of performance very, very intense that could be made it's made on guitars, but could be made either on guitars or uh with a with a with other instruments. So yeah, probably that's, uh, <laughs> that's the I mean, New Order has a very strong connection with uh, with clubbing and dance music. So, basically, they are in the festival because they are they just did this really nice album. Music Complete is not just, uh, you know, another mistake that uh, a classic is, you know... <laughs> this this music, music here is doing a new album. It's, it's dangerous. In that case, I think, you know, at least three or four of the tracks are big, big tracks that can... Really, survive, uh, you know, combined very well together with the, with the, with the classics. It's it's very well known. John Gron, It has his connection with a Hachi, with a lot of people in a, in electronics. is It's a very interesting character. The way the way he does music, it's just uh, great. He lives in Iceland. We've been in contact with him through Sonar in Reykjavik. So it was something that we we wanted to do, and this year. He did this amazing album. It's probably, I mean, it's more David Bowie than the last David Bowie album. Uh, for me, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's great. He's a he's a master. Part of
0: the this sort of rock theme is I I don't know how long it's been happening now, but Sonar has really it seems like made an effort to present uh, iconic acts. We could say legacy acts, um, and. and kind of presenting them to a new audience who maybe doesn't know kind of where they came from, or their, their place in the history of electronic music or advanced music, I mean, New Order, Grace Jones, Chic. Um, you had Duran Duran at some point. Am I- we had Duran Duran yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: last year, two years ago, but we had a Stockhausen. We have Behor- Stockhausen? Behor- I remember Be- that Stockhausen Be- show. Before from- he died. We have uh, Terry Riley. We, we had Steve Reich. We have Jamil Jar this year. We had Kravik for two times. Uh, I think it's good. And, and we had and we and we had Sugar Hill Gang and we had uh, Della Soul and we had Jurassic Five, which is another, you know, genre of uh, which I love this connection with uh, with uh, with black music. Uh, I think yeah, I, th- I think it's always interesting to mix, uh, you know, having having in the same night. Uh, uh, three years ago, lakes uh, Skrillex, um, Major was a <laughs> was a good trip, uh, and I think it it really shows the you know the way we like to work and bringing this classic this year is Gemisiljar. Uh It's it's but it's it's a small section of the festival. I think mostly the festival it's always upcoming and new and very young, you know, fresh artists and basically a lot of people that nobody knows uh, before coming to the festival.
0: I would like to have seen the backstage the night of Kraftwerk and Skrillex and Major Laser. Major Laser did uh, did Kraftwerk and Skrillex meet in the green room or anything? <laughs> Is there going to be a, a collaboration coming from them?
2: Well, I think I must say that the Craver guys are very nice and very interested in on other other people's music, and we we had a legend a legendary dinner once the the first time they came. We had uh, we had them. We had Francois Ackeworken was DJing before them, and by coincidence we we were we put them all together on, on a dinner with uh, with uh, Mike Mike Banks from Underground Systems, with uh, with Richie, with uh, with John Aquiva and when uh, with Jeff with Jeff Mills, um, and really the Crawford guys they really they were so much were of, of of people made. Uh, uh, of course, all the all these guys were just you know. Mm, making how how do you say that like you know Craig <laughs> you know, were were the gods Paying homage, yeah. yeah were the gods for them but but they were completely aware of the music made in the in the, in Detroit from uh, about the nineteenth they, they 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 knew each you know each people names in the table they knew perfectly the music they were they were doing so uh yeah i think they are they have been preserving 100% their work as a piece of art, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, Krabberg is the Van Gogh of electronica. This is, this is what they are. They don't need to create anything new. They just need to rebuild and reconstruct and remix what, what they've done. And this is what they do. Um, but they are gentle. They know what's happening around. Yeah. Do you know how jealous you just made us with news of that dinner? Sorry. <laughs> do you know how jealous you've
1: just made us with news of that dinner? Yeah. That's, uh, it
2: was, Nice people, really.
1: <coughs> uh, you mentioned Skrillex. I, I was quite interested um, in that because um, Skrillex, in the in the end, proved really popular. Um, he had a massive crowd, and he had a massive, very very enthusiastic crowd. Um, was it a sort of difficult choice to book him? Because I personally kind of see him in a in in a slightly different category. When, when I when I heard that he was playing Sonar, I didn't quite know how it would turn out, and it turned out really well in the end. But I sort of, I thought, oh, I wonder how that's going to go down. W- was it a difficult booking to make, or, or did you just think, no, I know this is
2: going to work, I know? Uh, it was challenging. Uh, it was challenging because we, we knew that we would have uh, haters and lovers, and we would have a lot of haters, because <laughs> the purest <laughs> the, you know. The purist in, in 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 some sort of electronic music. Uh, oh no no, this is this is too commercial. This is you know they need this new EDM, American rubbish, uh, whatever. Uh, I mean, w- let's say that we we don't want to be fundamentalist on, on 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 things. I think uh, the history of music and culture is is moving, and and Skrillex is a very important actor on this on this wall. So, we like putting these people at sonar and see what happens i mean it can be a mistake sometimes it can be just uh, you know a goal uh in the games in the in 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 terms of scriing like it's it's been just very very interesting. I think this music made this sort of broad step uh drop music whatever it became the new pop music for a lot of very young people uh, even here in europe uh so it 's positive some, somehow, and Askrilich himself is one of the most gentle and and people i i 've never met being such a big artist he 's someone that listens to a lot of music he 's been very influential on on music made made in europe he 's a big fan of Otecre and very very amazing uh, you know obscure and experimental things made in uh, made in Europe. He has a lot of respect with uh, for the electronica made in in Europe, and and it still is is just very gentle with uh, people. Then s- sending him demos from all over the world. We had him playing for a little run of club shows in Spain, and he would you know he would spend inside the van in front of his five star hotel, uh, just listening to 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 music with a driver and and someone from our team, and listening to new demos that somebody just gave him at the pl- at the little club he just played the hour before, and and the next. The next show next year he would play that track. It's really it's really like this. So I have a lot of respect for for him because it's uh he's is the way he is, and he has this sort of uh you know punk party uh, sort of energy and uh, and uh, this is this is this is how it is. I know uh, there's different walls in Sonor, you know, happening at the same time. We have, a, I think it's nice that we can have a very Sort of uh, you know dramatic and precise uh, film, you know symphony orchestra this year with John Luther Adams. Uh, so really the, the the new ambient made with uh, with a symphony orchestra on one side, and then we we can have you know the wildest party moment with uh, even even with Fight Slim on uh, on you know three three nights uh, after. I think it's. Uh, it's been it, ha, there. There is a benefit for everyone, to, you know, mixing all these things together on a, on a on a on a gentle way, and people being able to discover things.
0: Someone else, kind of equally divisive as Skrillax that just occurred to me that probably a lot of our listeners won't know, but I'm really sort of fascinated by is um, poor gang. May, could you tell us a little bit about poor gang and what they represent in Spain or in Barcelona? There we go. For our listeners at home, it's P X X R Gang. Um, they're a local rap group, right? Um, tell us a little bit about them and, and what the reaction to them has been like at Sonar.
2: Well, it's basically uh, it's basically a rap local band that has been taking all the the American influence of the new the new vocoder trap sort of uh, music. Uh, uh, all the I love my and 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 all these things uh, taken into into Spanish language and into local into local language, it's it's kids from the street, uh, uh, mm, very well done music. Sometimes even mixed with uh, some local flavor, like some sort of flamenco vibes in, into the music. They do. They are really kids on the street. You know, uh, uh, basically became a phenomenon uh in uh, in social in social networks and, and and so on they did some very good music and we we just wanted them to perform and, and show what they, they were able to do on stage which is which is not that much as as a lot of these people that they use a lot of playback on the on the shows they do but <laughs> but why not i mean still it's uh, it's another genre of music that it's it's becoming it's 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 sort of Taking some connection with the with 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 pop. I mean, if Drake is producing Rihanna, it means something. And, and on, a, on a much smaller, you know, thousands mile away, smaller uh, case, which is this poor gang or, or Young Lean this year is performing at the festival, is a huge phenomenon with this music. It's, it's uh, how it's influencing uh, young audiences. And, and some of this music, it's really interesting.
0: I guess with 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 Poor Gang, what I find especially interesting too is because it's such kind of a working class phenomenon too, right? I mean, I think of Young Lean as maybe more of like he, he has a an international middle class fan base, but I think Poor Gang's, like you said, they're from the streets, right? I mean, I think one of them is is Roma, no? I, I mean, or it kind of represents the Roma community. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me because like Sonar is the sort of internationalized middle class audience and they're totally different. I mean, do they bring their own public? Do people come specifically for them? Is there sort of a... Or or do you feel like most of the Spanish people or Catalan people who come to Sonar are already familiar with Poor Gang and fans of Poor Gang? I mean, are they big here kind of globally? They
2: are are big in in socials. They are big in Instagram. They are huge. Uh, I mean, everything they do, uh, uh, they, they release a new video every week a new song everything you know they have thousands of likes and thousands uh, of uh, of followers which it's doesn't mean they are selling thousands of tickets or sa- thousands of uh, albums it's it's another uh it's another way of <laughs> of connecting with uh, with the audience uh and it's a very young audience that it's it's uh, either they don't they don't have money or either they they don't used to go to shows. So basically, I uh, I've been in in one of their uh, own shows in Barcelona, and uh, they didn't attract that much people. Basically, and the the ticket was only nine euros. Uh, so compared with the f- with the thousands of likes and followers they have, uh, it's it's nothing. Uh, it's it's more of a people that like to to watch them on their screens they like to buy their merchandise they, they like to wear their t-shirts they they well they sort of identify with them but it doesn't really mean that they are buying tickets uh, to to see them i mean they go if it's free but if they if they, if they have to pay it's uh, it's not the same so we didn't have a you know huge amount of new people coming to see them basically we had the, the crowd of Sonar appreciating what what progang uh they were doing we had all they had it was that big moment where they were, they were having a huge media attention, so it was a special moment for them to perform with La mala Rodriguez, which is this, uh, another very famous american rapper uh, Spanish rapper now living in l a so they did, did the, the, the the song together on stage it was really nice. they bring all the all the, the the friends and family, so the backstage was full of poor gang. <laughs> poor gang really. so it was a full gang on the, on the on the backstage but we are, we are sort of we are sort of friends with them my my colleague Sergio Caballero has made a a really nice uh, video clip for them with a new format for uh, only for for mobile phones uh, so this sort of a friendship connection uh, Veer and and uh, DJ Dos Dedos are very good you know con- friends and connection with them so we like them we've been sort of helping them and now they have their own, their own career, and let's see what they do. They, they, they had a huge success already in Mexico. I think Latin America can be a very good market for them.
0: Let's take a moment and listen to a, a Poor Gang song, and we'll be right back with the interview.
2: Stay Thank you.
0: So that was
1: Paul Gang. Um, I wanted to ask on a sort of similar level. um, There's a lot more grime this year at Sona. Last year um, there was Skepta and there was Novelist, I think. And this year, there's Stormzy, there's Skepta, there's Section Boys, um, there's EZ, who's sort of a bit like that, maybe. W- was it like a, a, a conscious decision? Did, 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 for example, you saw what happened with Skepta last year and you thought, right, we need to get more grime in? Or was it just sort of these people happened to be making music at the right time and you thought they would work well together? How, how did that happen?
2: Well, uh, Skepta was fantastic last year, and we we were definitely wanted to have him on a bigger stage this year. And at the same time, grime was ex- was exploding, and uh, and Stormzy become a phenomena, and, uh, and and Section Boys appeared. So we wanted to to go deeper on on, on grime this year. And at the same time, grime was exploding. So this is why we 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 did these uh, DJ uh It's 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 back. I mean, I'm I mean. I can say he's back because he's been on on the scene for 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 quite a long time but now he's got a big big recognition. Uh we have this stage with a warehouse project on Saturday night which is great because we we can mix all these UK UK sounds from the street together with Muramasa and uh, and uh and other stuff. Uh and this this connection with the underground made in uh, in the UK has been it's been always here. We like this this you know black and uh, Caribbean and Jamaican connection. Uh, um, this year with Ritz Manua, with Lady Leisure. uh there's there's other people on on that sense uh, either with Congonati, with Ivy Lab. So there's a there's a full group of uh, underground music made which is very very up to date, which is really reflects the um, the sound uh, of what people is uh, listening, and we we really like to bring this together and put it and show it at the festival
1: <clears throat> was there ever a time um over the 23 years that you've ever um been concerned about a lack of futuristic uh forward-looking electronic
2: music coming through uh, no actually actually not There's this there's, there's always uh there's always great new music uh you know you know coming coming out i mean from from very you know from very radical and experimental uh uh the problem is sometimes of course we have we we make this this balance of of um uh making our audience happy so we sort of uh <laughs> we we try to to put these things that we know that people will will appreciate uh and at the same time, all of us doing research and bringing bringing new music, people that have not never played before, they are really fresh in the year, either is red axes or other is uh, someone that is much much more radical and because we are running for quite a long time uh, i think i mean having four ted playing set seven hours or Lauren G playing another seven hours or having uh, the guys from Rasternauton celebrating their their 20th anniversary, we are not bringing new names, but we are bringing people that are going to tell for sure new things to the audience. Because in the case of Hortet and and Lorraine, we know that they are probably the two of the most uh, adventurous and incredible music selectors in a way, music... uh, they discover music all the time, the way they put it together, mix it or I mean we know Laurent is receiving another one that is receiving demos every single day and is listening to a lot of stuff and even even he when he did this these big set sets closing the the outdoor stage, someone would, would come out after the the set, What was that track? And he was saying, No, it's this little kid from Montpellier, he sent me a demo last week. It's amazing. I'm trying to help him to you know, to put this out. It's really true. It's uh, so uh it's not only uh, Sonar, but also the artists from Sonar and someone. They have 20 years of history, as as we are, but they are still uh, showing other people what it's uh, what they are discovering, and they are they are discovering new things all the time. And of course, uh, of course, I uh, have no ma- not to mention, uh, you know, the the, the 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 kids we are having every year, these new generations. No, it's um, I mean, we could uh, we have. To find this balance of, of sort of pleasing people, make make this this, this uh, you know sort of party celebration environment and being, you know, and challenging and discovering new things. So this this sometimes it's difficult to find the right uh, balance in between both things. But uh, we're trying to succeed every right <laughs> year.
0: Is it difficult to find the balance between you and uh, Ricard? You're I guess he's the other. Uh, can kind of ma- you work
2: on yeah, booking okay, we, together, we, right? We work a lot with uh, Ricard and with uh, with Mikhail uh, in, in my team. With Vir, we we have a lot of very good connection with uh, with a lot of great listeners and and people that uh, uh, we have a good uh, a good um, network. Uh, with all the organizers we organize around the world so it's great uh, we all travel we all go to other shows and festivals and stuff we all listen we all we are all music uh, maniacs and, and fans so we share a lot of information and with internally in it's not difficult because I think we complement each other in a way so Ricardo has been doing a lot of research with uh, Lino Adelche they, they become friends in a way so we are going to premiere another, another show from him after the big success he he did last year uh, I'm more into other aspects uh, so we we try to to put uh, you know ideas together and and being complementary
0: yeah, I wanted to know if there were arguments you know if there was anybody that you had ever advocated for, and Ricardo said no, 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 or you know or vice well, versa. of course, of
2: course sometimes there's there's this sort of uh yeah of course sometimes it's uh, there's arguments are like oh, it's like uh but things are i mean let's say it's 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 always it can happen. I mean you can imagine the names for example if, if we of course I mean if we, if we say Skrillex exists we know that there's haters and lovers if we say Chamischolja we know that there're haters and lovers because I mean it's it's really funny that a lot of he's got a lot of respect in uh, in uh, in the UK for example uh, so the people following the the classical electronic music they are great fans of these there's a different perception in Spain and, and France so it's a mix you know mix mix feelings in a way but then we Sometimes we we, we, got, we argue a little bit of this, uh, and then we if we take the decisions, we go on, we take our risk, and let's see what happens. And with Duran Duran, we had also some arguments, yeah. <laughs> 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 two years before, then two years after we had them, And we proved that we can have Duran Duran, and nothing happens, and nothing, not, not only this, but a lot of people really enjoyed the show, and it was great.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I wanted to go back into history. Um, what classic... So our performances really stick out in your mind, and n- not to influence your answer or anything. But I was just looking back um, over the history. Nineteen ninety-seven, Daft Punk and Kraftwerk sounds like quite a year. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, well, Daft Punk, they, they were they were just uh, you know kids as 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 we were as we were at that point, at that moment. So basically, this 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 table with with a lot of equipment and and them with the masks and doing the the hits of the 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 first kicks that they 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 had at that year, at that time, releasing the music through Soma in uh, in Ireland. We were very good friends with Soma and and uh, Slam and all the uh, all the guys from up there. So that's why we 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 had you know, Daft okay. Punk. Uh, Again, really nice and really clever guys, and uh, as they have proved over the of the of the years. After that,
1: and taking back to uh, now, what are you again? This is really unfair, but what are you really looking forward to this year? I know you're looking forward to everything, but w- what what really sticks out?
2: I don't know. I, if I have to, just. Um, there's a lot of things I look forward to, of course. Uh, I mean, the big, the big shows. Uh, there's, there's some names that we've been going after for a few years, and now we, we finally, they are performing. Flume is one of them. We are very happy that he's coming with the new album, so there's a lot of g- going great music uh, from him coming over now. Uh Tronada, and is another two examples of this, this black connection I really like. Yeah. Um, uh, and then probably they have my you know personal choices this this is little discovery uh this ex- guy making experimental music uh in uh, from barcelona called uh Loret Lloret is the name of this town in the north coast uh, Costa Brava from here It's its solo wild loret and its new ambient music recorded from from his uh, sounds that surrounds him on his regular life. He made this amazing album made on on tracks no one exceed two minutes long, so it's it's quite diverse and very, very, very interesting. And then uh, very different um, our trip to Sonar in South America made I discover uh, Nicola Cruz, uh, Las Hermanas. I think Nicola Cruz is amazing, especially on stage. I can really say, I can really see uh, mixed with of a new Nicolas Jar putting putting uh you know sounds from really rich music from Peru uh, Boston band it's a new act from on on Ed Banger I'm completely in love with this Paris groove uh, song track which is amazing La Fonda I love her it's a new sign of on Warp is she will be part of the the Red Bull Music Academy lineup we do at the Sonata Dome stage. Uh, Sort of a darky, very intense uh, rhythm music, some sort of connection with MIA, but on on, on a very different way. Uh, Down off MIDI, I'm in love with what they do, and I think uh, on stage they're going to be amazing. It's minimal music, sounding very repetitive and very electronic, but made completely with acoustic instruments. It's basically... Sort of a jazz trio, uh, so piano, double bass, and drums. But the way they play and uh, the way they the sound they take out of the, the their instruments, it's it's just uh, it's it's really advanced music for me. It's really amazing. And the beats and breaks, uh, you know, Troy Boy. We don't, we don't have a lot of uh, these these trap thing we we had in the past years. But this this uh, either Ivy Lab or Troy Boy. I really like what uh, what they do. Um, I mean as I'm just probably saying these five as uh, my personal suggestions of people that are not that well known. I I have not, you know, I think I sh- there's no recommendation uh, possible for the big names that some a lot of people know, but uh, for these little names, that's my little yeah. choice.
1: Should we listen to Yorat uh,
0: Salvache? Yeah, let's listen to Yorat Salvache. Yeah. yeah, let's listen to a bit. Thank mm-hmm. you. In, in all of the years of Sonar, um, I mean, there, there have always been events in Barcelona during Sonar. I mean, there's, a, you know, typically there, were, there was the, the Sunday night at the Moog when DJ Hell would play. And then kind of gradually, little by little, there were more um, club nights happening in parallel. For a time, people were trying to call it Sonar Week. And I, and I know that was a problem for you people. And now they seem to have kind of settled on off week um, which is an an odd name, but I was I was wondering how you feel about that. I mean, now there are a lot of people coming to to, to Barcelona and kind of riding on your coattails every year. Um, on the one hand, that's flattering because it shows that Sonar has been successful and in, in, in attracting a lot of people to to Barcelona to creating you know an event, a week, um, kind of a must see, must attend thing but at the same time there are a lot of people that come to barcelona and never set foot in a in a sonar event i i wondered how you felt about hmm. that
2: well i think in, in a way we 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 proved that uh, sonar converts uh, barcelona in the in the world capital of electronic culture you know one week every year and everyone wants to be here uh the question of uh the, the working with uh with electronic dance music, working with DJs, they are always angered to play. They they, they came to the festival one time, they, they, they had you know, they had a great time, they saw how important it was to be here and then the next year of course we cannot repeat, you know, the, the artists one year after the other. Uh so they tried to find their own geek uh, in the in the, in the in, in Barcelona during that week so they, they can be they can be here. This is what this is what has naturally happened. Um uh, at the end of the day i have the feeling that uh we do what we do we don't only do dj's and and dance music so there's always a, a lot of reasons for people uh, that are visiting Barcelona to come to sono because the you know the big shows the the big new premieres of the of the new boy's noise uh show or the new uh, james blake uh, on stage performance and uh and this these these things uh with anoni or uh or the the seven hour set of this one or this other um, with an, a very special and you know quite spectacular production is what we do and nobody else is doing so there's always a reason I think for people to come and for people to, to discover not only DJs and dance music um, and mostly. Mostly, it's what's happening is like uh, it's it's a win-win situation for a lot of people, and uh, and this uh, you know this parties happening around has been growing naturally because as I, as I was saying, the DJs they are hunger to play all the time.
0: <laughs> you said that for one week a year, Barcelona is the world capital of electronic music. How do you feel about the state of Barcelona and electronic music for the other fifty-one weeks of the year?
2: Um. It's it's the biggest capital in, in Spain, but not a big capital in Europe, I would say, because then uh, during there we 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 go back to our reality in Spain, which is uh, a country where uh, people do not spend a lot of you know, do not spend really in culture as other other societies do. Uh, if we compare it to to England or France, that are our neighbors, so. There is, uh, and with the recession for the last uh, at least you know more than five years, even the regular tours has been just some of them not really even coming to to Spain. So um, it's Sonar is a phenomenon. It's uh, it's something big you know big spot, big explosion uh, for the city and for electronic music uh, you know one week during the year, and the rest I would say. Yeah, we are the capital in Spain, but not not a not a not a huge capital if you compare it to Berlin or, or the big capitals. I wanted to ask how uh, technology
1: fits into the sort of Sonar equation, as it were. Uh, sonar was the first place I ever saw an Oculus Rift headset, for example, um, and there are several areas devoted to new uh,
2: tech products.
1: Why is that important?
2: Well, what, what we what we have done is we converted uh, uh, all this not only music content uh, into the the more visual and technology content in, in in Sonar Plus D. It's the name of the congress that happens together with the with the festival. And let's say that the, the Sonar Plus D the congress that that shows or discusses as a laboratory what Sonar is showing. on the on the on on stages so we we sort of see the technology that is being used for some of the artists that perform in the festival we ex we do experiments with the crowds of sonar with the supercomputing center as i was explaining to you um before and in a way it's um let's put it this way i mean i think we we the audience coming to Sonar, it's it, it's it's very <clears throat> it's technology friendly it's arts friendly it's visual arts friendly so it's 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 not only coming for the music sometimes they are really ready to discover you know new things other is virtual reality other is another new uh technology what sonar plus d is also it's it's the platform for these people and artists creative minds that are trying to do a new project together, the new project that can, can a connection between an artist and a, and a, and a software developer can become, uh, as a result, having a, a new app or a new hardware or a new uh, controller or a new whatever. So these projects uh, are now called, let's say, the, the startup walls and all these things. So We're we are trying to help people that want to do things and convert these ideas into products or projects. So, place. is the place for them to discover the way to do it, to get investors, to get connections with other people, other partners. Uh, learn from you know successful examples. You know, having Kickstarter last year, that was uh, the biggest uh, you know crowdfunding platform in in the world. Having Little Bit, which was just a little little uh, uh, you know project uh, from a couple of friends, and now uh, one of, you know big company just. Um, you know manufacturing tools that uh, made out of uh, you know uh, <clears throat> handmade instruments so there's a lot of a lot, a lot of examples uh, and also the the way to to sit on a table uh, on a room and listen to people like Michel Jarre or the guys from uh, Rusty explaining what they do why they do it why uh, Rusty Notten became a sort of uh, an artistic movement more than just a record label and the way they they treat uh, statics and graphics and sound all together.
1: Enric, thank you so much for taking the time out, for having us in uh, your office, particularly with only three weeks to go. It's uh, unbelievable. Um, And we're just going to end. You've got um, a song recommendation for us.
2: Yes, I have a song recommendation which means... uh which means quite a lot. Um, it's uh, four degrees from from Anoni. Anoni is uh, she is uh, what uh, she used to be. Anthony de Jensen is now is Anoni, and it's uh, made this amazing album called Hopeless. It's been it's been a long process. Uh, this 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 change into Anoni for us. We've been really uh, very close to the to, to all these uh, for along the year until the album came out. And um, it's very special for me because I think it's just a great track. So I'm really looking forward to see the show and yeah. listen to tra- the track on stage. But also uh, it shows um, some sort of positioning uh, of artists towards political and social issues. Four degrees is this uh, temperature difference that we would ne- we should never Get to this in the in the in the climate warming. So if we get to this four degrees, this plus four degrees is also for the for the for all of us and for the for the world. And Anani is an example of not only that track, but some of the other tracks. There's a lot of positioning of of her into politics, into global warming, into transgender rights, uh, into uh, and then it's is connection with with her. Uh, with Jean-Michel Dard doing a track with Snowden, with Black Madonna being very, you know, insisting on on again with uh, with uh, 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 you know with transgender rights uh, for for example, this this quite a long list of examples. jean Luther Adams' piece "Become Motion, performed by the the Barcelona Symphony Orchestra again is a sort of. Um, Demonstration of him against the global warming. He's a musician, based I think in Vancouver or Alaska. So it's really experimenting the change of, of the uh, of 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 the sea through this uh, through this uh, global warming. Uh, there's, there's quite a lot of um, examples of artists uh, you know taking a position. Uh, we have Brian Eno doing the the opening uh, conference at Sonoplus again is someone. That it's involved with politics and social issues, and it's a great news because I think we've been for the last twenty years, musicians and artists has been talking a lot about themselves, about their feelings, about their personal feelings, about uh, their lives, but not very much into into social problems. And now, probably because these social problems are you know hitting us in our face on uh, a more dramatic way. Uh, We have a good list of artists, and I think it's a special year for us. That's why Four Degrees is a special song for me, a special track.
0: Let's take a little listen to Anoni's Four Degrees. (laughs) most excited to see at sonar this year
1: can i go for two y- you may i'm really excited to see uh Soishi tarada we've mm. talked about him before um but that mix he did for resident advisor i still can't stop listening to it and the idea of him playing uh to a very happy crowd uh, at sonar by night sounds perfect
0: not only that but playing records that you will literally never hear anywhere else i mean i i can only imagine that the, the the stuff he's got in this crate is you know things that is that have never set foot in, in the west really so
1: exactly first time you'll ever hear them in barcelona and so funky
0: funny you should mention soichi Torada. i just bought a, a 12 inch of his today at discos paradiso uh it's him on one side and i forget who it is on the other side uh it sounded great it was 25 euros so expensive but so worth it
1: did you listen on the magic headphones?
0: What are the magic headphones? The magic
1: headphones are the headphones every record shop has to make their records sound that much be- better.
0: And then you get them home, and you're like, "Why did I buy this record? Because it just doesn't sound that interesting." So
1: many times I've done that.
0: John Talibot told me a story about how he was uh, he used to buy his records at I, I don't remember which shop, and and the, he would get them home, and they would never sound as good as they as they sounded in the store. And he finally realized that it was because there was just like the mixer was was busted and there was this subtle kind of overdrive on the mixer at the record store and that's what gave these records such a nice warm sound and so then he started using that same effect on his own productions and that was kind of the genesis of the early John Talabot records was to make them sound like a broken uh, turntable or a broken stereo in, in the listening station in the record store. I never knew that.
1: Um, and my other choice, if I may, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Nzinga, Um, Because I, last summer, I listened to his album so much. And I thought this was going to be the sound of something. Everyone's going to be listening to this. I think I reviewed it. I think I gave it 9 out of 10. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought it had everything. It was weird. It was poppy. It was funny. It was summery. Um, and the idea, again, of him... Uh, playing in a sunny Barcelona day sounds perfect.
0: I saw him at uh, Unsound, if I'm not mistaken, and it was it, it was a giddy delight. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. You won't be disappointed. And how about you? I, I think my main pick is 10 Tricks Point Never. Um, I haven't seen him since I, I saw him actually at Unsound, probably like six years ago or something like that, and. I don't remember much about what he did. I think he was up there with maybe a, a mini disc recorder and a looper. And I mean, it was nothing to do with what he's going to be doing now. I mean, I can only, I was a huge, huge, huge fan of Garden of Delete um, and the videos that went along with that and the sticky, what sticky drama. Um, yeah. And I think it's just hearing that on a, on a massive system with whatever visuals he has, that's going to be overwhelming and awesome. And I'm really looking forward to it.
1: So that's sonar. That's sonar. Um, Should we do some recommendations? Let's. Um, So how about you start us off? What have you got?
0: So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually going to recommend something that could conceivably be considered... Tropical house.
1: Do you mean it uh, originates from a region of Earth surrounded by the equator with a climate that is uh, typified by warm, hot, and moist weather all year round?
0: Exactly, it comes from the tropics, <laughs> and it's house music. Um, it, it, I mean, originates. That's hard to say. It's from a French guy who lives in New York. Uh, the tracking question is: is uh, it's called boy Peba, and it's by Joachim, the the French producer from Tiger Sushi. Uh, he sent it to me not too long ago. Uh and he says that it was inspired by a New Year's Eve party he played on this island, Boipeba, in Bahia, Brazil. Uh and it's it's just it's gorgeous. It's it's kind of Balearic techno. Um and I mean it it would be a beautiful tune on its own. I mean it's synthy, it's arpeggiated, all the things I like. But then it's full of tropical rainforest sounds, bird songs, uh, running water. And then at the climax, there's an actual thunderstorm. I mean, it's, it's full on. Was it Mancusa's Loft? Is that where they had the thunderstorm effects? Ooh, sounds or about Or maybe freight right. trains. I don't oh. know. But it's, it's I mean, uh, Trader Vic's actually. There, there's a, kind of a kitschy... Uh, what do you call it, like a, a tiki bar in San Francisco where they have thunderstorms every night, like like the sound effects and like flashing uh, lightning. And I believe rain actually comes down from the ceiling on a certain part of the restaurant. So this is like Trader Vic's, but on record, and, and it's amazing. So let's listen to a little bit of it.
1: It's funny we've come back to Tropical House, um, because I remember uh, one of the first things we we were thinking about for the podcast back in those giddy days was talking about Tropical House, and it seems like the moment has, has, has passed, really. It seems, um, I mean, I was never a fan, let's be honest, but it seems like no one's a fan anymore, or, or have I got that wrong?
0: I mean, Kygo just put out his album, which I have not heard. I kind of, I intended to listen to it, and then I didn't get around to it. Um, I think David Turner at MTV News wrote a thing the day it came out about why he had been really excited for it, and it was a big disappointment. And there was kind of a a note in the piece that he was the only person at MTV News that was excited for it, so he had been tasked with writing about it. I mean, Kygo, he's not going anywhere. He's going to have his bookings. I think I was reading the Resident Advisor Ibiza uh, uh, preview, and he's got he's got his own party i think at Ushuaia or something like i mean he's he's not going anywhere but i think tropical house as a as a genre or a meme or what have you I, it's moment may have passed
1: and that album got some savage reviews i was reading the guardian review it was one out of 5 and it just said absolutely <laughs> nothing good about this album oh. sorry um but uh so if you want something that's really tropical uh this Joachim, Tra- it's funny. He's been around for ages and consistently putting out great music, hasn't he? I was thinking about Pocket Piano, um, and all those other ones whose names. No,
0: he's. I mean, he's great. I'm a, I'm a big Joachim fan. I, I have been for a long time. I, I profiled him for Spin a few years ago, and kind of the whole thesis of my piece is that was that he's just criminally underrated. I don't understand why he's not a million times bigger than he is. Because he keeps changing. Could be, yeah. Ben, uh, w- what do you have to recommend for us today?
1: Um, I have got a track that you recommended to me, and now I'm I'm stealing it back for my recommendations. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, you, you said uh, you thought I would really like this because it's got a um, Peppy Braddock vibe, and it really does. Um, it's by a new band called LMYE, a.k.a. Lend Me Your Ears, um, and they've just released a two-track single, Uh, on Apron Records, Um, and they're from Bristol. And um, the track I'm going to go for is the second track. It's called Pays to be Pushed, and it hits a real sweet spot for me, somewhere in between uh, Pepe Braddock and Mood to Swing. It's like Pepe Braddock with those Mood to Swing, bouncy, immaculately produced beats. So you've kind of got the the slight oddness, the slight weirdness, the slight... Uh, almost falling apartness of Pepe Braddock and you've got this lovely mood swing beat I don't think anyone's really put them um, together before and as I said that's me all the way through
0: Let's take a listen to that uh, L Y L M Y E Pays to be Pushed It's interesting they come out of Bristol because Bristol hasn't traditionally been known as a house music city, and yet it seems to be little by little its, it's profile is raising.
1: Well, we've uh, been speaking. I. It seems we have a Bristol release almost every 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 time on on this podcast. I mean, I think um, what's happened in many aspects is you've seen what's what happens in a lot of Britain. You've had sort of uh grime went into dubstep went into funky went into almost straight up house you know but a house with a sort of very uk strange bassy edge and in many uh ways that's actually just turned into good old house (laughs) as we know and love so what's your what's your next recommendation uh
0: this next one's uh a producer named harold bjork uh the track's called Pass, Proceed, and, and it's, it's a remix. The remixer is Last, Spring, Last Springsteen, who's uh, Petter Nordkvist, or Pedro Dollar, of the Studio Barnhus label out of Stockholm. Uh, Harold Bjork's, uh, I guess, a Swedish artist who's previously done stuff on Studio Barnhus. This is out on his own Kranglin broadcast label. Uh, it's part of a three-part 12-inch series, which taken together is... is an album, and the whole thing is really nice. It's some lovely sort of oddball house rhythms, um, some slow mo tunes, a lot of very gooey synthesizers, like I like. Um, it all sits somewhere kind of in between DJ Kutz and Border Community, and the this one, the the Last Springsteen mix, sounds to me like a perfect companion piece to DJ Kutz's XTC or Axel Bowman's 1979. Uh, it's just really kind of blissful and heavenly and then it's got this Rhodes riff in there that's that's divine.
1: Those are some pretty big records you're comparing it to. Do you think it could have the same impact?
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe if we give it a little boost it will. Exactly. Right. Let's take a listen. Harold Burek's Pass Proceed, Last Springsteen Remix. Ben, do you have a, a final track for us today?
1: Uh, I do. Um and it's uh not something I know a great deal about, I must confess. Um it's by Clatterbox and it's called Aspect Ratio. Uh and I picked up on it because it's on the new Object Kern 3 mix uh that he's done for Trezor. Um and this is one of the best mixes I have heard in a long while. Um he basically put together um he says it's tracks. Uh, that I know I will play and love for years to come. It's a really brilliantly put together mix. It sort of ebbs and flows, goes up and down, um, pulls out the beats for a while. It's really well put together. And there's a number of um, exclusive tracks on it as well. Uh, there's four exclusive tracks in fact, which are being released on a um, separate 12-inch. And um, my favourite of these is yeah, Aspect Ratio by Clatterbox. It's there's a real sort of strong electro theme in this compilation, um, and this is one of those sort of bits of wonky, spacey electro sounds, quite Detroit, really sort of delicate in a way and melodic. Um, and it's by a man called David Kempston, um, and apparently he, he used to make, uh, he used to release things on uh, a very important UK label, Clear, as Clatterbox, um, And you can very much hear it. This is an absolutely great track.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention the Clear Connection. That's a label you don't hear so much about anymore, although back in the day, they were really, I mean, they they were sort of pivotal. I mean, they were right up there with a lot. I mean, I I was big on the IDM list, and any time there was a new Clear record, people went crazy for it. I think Jedi Knights were on Clear, and uh, I I forget who else now, but um, did Plaid do something for Clear? Is that possible? It sounds possible, yeah. Yeah, but but I, I think the label went bankrupt and... And I and yeah, and you just don't hear much about them anymore. For a long time, you could find their twelve inches uh, used pretty cheap. That's probably not the case anymore.
1: No, I would imagine they're going for quite a lot. But for anyone who is after that that classic clear sound, I th- I really recommend um, this track and the mix as a whole. In fact,
0: all right, let's take a listen. That's it for this week and Line Noise. Uh, thank you for listening.
1: Thank you very much. Um, please do get in touch. Uh, you can email us, linenoisedpodcast at gmail.com, um, Twitter at linenoisepod. Um You can uh, listen to us on iTunes, rates and review, and all that uh, kind of nonsense. All right. Right. Thanks. See you next time.